Hey, what's up, family? Welcome to my live Q&A. Hope you all are doing well on this Wednesday evening. Hope you all are excelling. I hope you all are coming over the hump with momentum to finish this week strong. And I, and I hope you all are being blessed today. But for those who's joining me for the very first time, my name is Josh Rezzi. And my, and my goal is to help you make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. And you just joined my live Q&A. And if you want to be a part of my live Q&A, if you're not a subscriber, or if you are a subscriber, you have hit that bell. Make sure you hit that bell, man, because no man, no woman knows the hour when I'm going to go live. And I would love to serve you with this gift of mine. But for those who's been subscribed for a long time or you've been subscribed for a few minutes ago, I want to say thank you so much for pressing that subscribe button. It shows that you really trust what God has entrusted to me. And I pray that it's treasure to you. And so as everyone is coming in live, let me know where you watch from from all that good stuff. But for those who's joining me later, I want to let you know about some new things that I got going on. Number one, I am back life coaching. If you want one-on-one coaching with me virtually uh, and all that good stuff, man, make sure you go to my website, imunplugged.com forward slash custom coaching. Once again, imunplugged.com forward slash custom coach, or you can just go to my website, uh, imunplugged.com, hit the custom coaching tab. If you need some uh, uh, relationship coaching, uh, spiritual development coaching, coaching for your singleness purpose or for branding, marketing needs, or if you got some group ideas you want me to participate in, I would love to serve you all as well. Also have a, a new book out called The Wholeness Journal. Uh, uh, it's a great resource for your wholeness journey. This book is for teens, singles, dating couples, and uh, married couples. It's a book to help you process whether or not you are whole enough to hold the important things of life. Over 100 or so reflective questions, 25 articles, as well as 52 journal entries for you to really hold yourself accountable when it comes to your wholeness. Also, check out my latest card game called Whole. The first one who spells whole wins is a fun interactive card game um, to help you all really um, discuss what it means to be whole as well as the uh, engaging activities as far as exercise, mathematical equations, uh, engagement questions, to kind of just see where you are. But it's a great fun game, and this game is available. All these materials are available on my website, imunplugged.com. Now let's get back into the chat. Let's see who's here. My wife's here with the heart emojis. Love you. Uh, Angel Freeney says, hey, coach. Oh, Angel says, hi, Miss Ed. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to go ahead and type y'all's questions in. Just giving y'all an opportunity to get your questions in. I look forward to serving you all um, today. Also, as everyone's coming, I want to let you all know about the other books and resources I have, like this book here, The Purpose of Singleness. Are you whole or full of holes? It's a great book for you to process your singleness and to see if you're really maximizing it. If you're in a dating relationship, this book right here, or in any type of single, this book is a great resource called Dating Prep. It helps you date, uh, helps you better understand what it means to date God, date yourself, and to become dateable so that you can date the love of your life forever. It also has a lot of great questions in here that will either end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. Great resource there. If you're struggling with soul ties, I have a book here called The Purpose of Freedom. How to Untie Soul Ties and Uproot Strongholds. Um, this book right here is a great resource. It's like that bird. Jesus has been set us free, but we have to fly in that freedom. So that book is available as well. Also have a, another book called Counterfeit or Counterparts. a great book on discernment, helping you to discern continuously the will of God in every area of your life. Great resource on how to determine whether that's a counterfeit man, counterfeit woman, counterfeit job, counterfeit location, counterfeit opportunity, counterfeit friend, all that good stuff. This book gives you a formula by which you can utilize to test the things that are in front of you. I'm just giving you all an opportunity to get y'all's questions in. So I have two more uh, slides. 
Uh, we also have our own children's book called As He Says. As is for the students I serve, great resource for students. And last but not least, I have a book on spiritual warfare. It's a book that helps you uh, understand what it means to win the war within. So let's see if we got any more people here and see if we got some questions. Here we go. Angel says, I'm currently reading slash working on my counterfeit or counterpart book. So far, fantastic. Thank you so much, Angel. I'm glad that book's a blessing to you. Thank you for the support. And, and I pray um, that the others that are watching right now are, are blessed by it. And it's a great resource. So, Angel, thank you so much uh, for working through that book and trusting that resource. Jojo Davis says, what's up, Joshua? As he is Jojo out of Fort Worth. It seems like God has got me to grow and face responsibilities. How do I show God thanks for all he has been teaching me? Um, the best way to, to thank God is just continue to appreciate and acknowledge uh, of the, and, and to still continuously be active in obedience. That's the best advice I can give you, my friend, is that uh, 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 the beautiful thing about God is that God doesn't need our thanks, uh, but he does love inhabiting the praise of his people. And so what I would do is the best way I can only look at it from my vantage point that if I have a child, the only thing uh, that my child could do for me um, that can really pay me back is to continue to walk in my instruction, to continue to walk in what I've shared with them and, and, and to really begin to enjoy the fruit of it. That would be a, a, a rewarding enough for me. And the Lord wants to see you rewarded. The Lord wants to see you enjoying the, uh, the fruits and the benefits of his principles. Right. So the best way to continuously um, to even show God, and I don't want to make it seem like that uh, uh, in any kind of way God is looking for this because God is self-sufficient. He doesn't need us to feel significant. Right. But the beautiful thing about God is that that he just he just uh, 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 loves uh, when we flow in his will and just and just continue to do things on his behalf. So I hope they help family. Angel Freedy says, my ex started following me on Instagram back in May. <laughs> you should have saw that coming. I knew that's how it happens. That's how it is. He always, he's always the first person to watch my story. I don't watch any of his stories. That's good. Nor do I look at his page. Am I overthinking this or is he in his feelings? He's in his feelings. Um, oftentimes people, after they chewed the grass that they thought was greener and they found that it was artificial, they started trying, they start to try to come back to us where there was once nutrients, right? And like I often tell people is if a person is dumb enough to leave, don't be dumb enough to let them back in, right? If a person is dumb enough to leave, they misinterpret your value, they did you dirty, they mistreated you, and they went out there and bragged and boasted and was living their best life online while they was chewing on that artificial grass. And when it's proven that they had no nutrients in it, now they want to come back to you come back through your entrance. And that, that's not how we should be uh, doing that, right? So continue to walk in and you're not overthinking. It is what it is. When a person is the first person or when a person is consistently the first person, they're in stalking mode. They're in, they're in pressure mode. You can never really trust a person when they first came to uh, understanding. And what I mean by that is this, oftentimes people change their mind, but haven't changed their patterns. They've changed their mind, but they haven't changed their life. So they don't see the grass was green. They saw the grass was greener, but it was artificial. They came to themselves, but they didn't really change themselves. So they're coming back with the same mess. They're eager. They're trying to rush back to see if you will take them back. But those people, they'll, they'll do whatever it takes to get you back, but don't even change in the process. And so what I would do is uh, I would just keep moving and, 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 and just chuckle and jive, just chuckling, just keep, keep going on what you're supposed to be doing. And, and I want to say chuckle, but you know what I mean? Just, just smile and just go about your business, but I will not open yourself up for business for the individual. Hope to help. 
Christy Rush, what's going on? Hope you're well. David says, hey, Coach Josh, how do I win back the love of my life after disappointing her? Um, Well, the best advice I can give you, my friend. Oh, you said also, how can I be the kind of husband that God wants me to be? How do I lead my household with the fear of the Lord? Great question, my friend. David says, let me make sure I reread it again so I can answer it. Um, how do I win back the love of my life after disappointment? It just depends on what the disappointment was. And if you're the one that caused the wound, then you have to have enough patience with the person that you hurt. You can't expect someone where you sprained their heart, broke their heart and expect them to be healed in a day. You have to respect the process of healing. You have to respect that. That doesn't mean that you sit a, you sit in unforgiveness, or you sit in condemnation. You just have to sit in understanding. Right. So you I will ask her uh, what 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 have I done to ultimately disappoint you? And I'm pretty sure you know that. But what I will do is 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 making sure in the meantime, as she's in, engaging her um, healing time is to make sure that if she does accept you back, you are a better man from it. So what I would do is I write on a sheet of paper all the things you have done to hurt her, to disappoint her, to make her feel like she's not loved, to make her feel like whatever it is, to make her feel like that she's not above certain things that you may have put above her. What I would do is I would then go to God and say, God, uh, I repent for, for the way that I was living. I'm renouncing every demonic association that may have been involved in this. And now I'm going to, in the meantime, continue to love her whether from a distance or whatever it is. But in the meantime, I'm going to make sure that I grow this time. I'm going to make sure that I that I uh, develop the character traits worthy um, to lead a woman. Right. He said, also, how can I be the kind of husband? Give me one second. You said, how can I be the kind of husband that God wants me to be? Well, you just got to be with God, man. That's a big difference, man. Uh, between being knowing about God and knowing God, the more you get to know God in an intimate way, because as a minister, I just can't be the type of guy um, that I only go to God for sermons or I only go to God for ministry. I got to go to God to be ministered to. I got to go to God to first minister to him to be ministered to and then minister to myself and then minister to my wife. And then everybody else gets whatever scraps is left. Right. And usually those scraps are still uh, twelve enough to fill twelve basket full, right? Because that's just because when God God honors when there's proper order, right, right. And so if you want to be the husband that God wants you to be, then it's time to go back to the scriptures. Time to go back to the fundamentals. The Bible says uh, a, a man sacrifices Christ did for the church, and you have to look back where you did not sacrifice and say, okay, God, I gotta be teach me how to be sacrificial to my wife because a woman doesn't mind submitting to a man who's number one submitted to God and who secondly have self-control and thirdly doesn't mind sacrificing himself to make sure his family's held, right? And so he says, how do I lead my household with the fear of the Lord? Well, you got to look at all the areas that you lack wisdom. Because whatever areas in your life that you lack wisdom, you lack reverence of God. And if you lack reverence of God, maybe you lack reference of God. And what I mean by reference, maybe you don't know what the word of God says in, ref in retrospect or in reference form to see, am I really adhering to what the word of God says in order for me to be the husband I need to be? Because the Bible says the beginning of all, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Wherever you lack reverence, my friend, is where you lack wisdom. Hope to help. Chris Parker says, you don't miss your well until your water runs dry. Are you encouraging? Okay. Thank you, brother. Angel Frieda says, thank you. You're so welcome. Gird up Fitness says, hi, bro. What do you think of one struggling with blasphemous thoughts and thoughts of cursing towards one spouse and other people? Well, anytime that you feel uh, emotions that are not characterized by you, 
and you feel like there's something else in you or another personality flowing through you and, and you're having these thoughts, then you're entertaining a demonic spirit. You're being oppressed by a demonic spirit, right? And use demonic spirit sprouts up in these various forms due to a root issue. Demons are, are layered. They're, they're, they come in packs, right? And, and when you think about demons, oftentimes we, we only think of the symptomatic uh, expressions of demonic activity, but never deal with the root demon that even opened the door for these other demons to be manifested, right? So if you manifesting demonic spirits or you feeling a demonic oppression in the, in the, in the forms of blasphemous thoughts and thoughts of cursing towards your spouse and other people, then usually with those type of symptoms, the root could be self-hatred. The root could be uh, 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 in uh, insecurities. The root demon could be uh, a spirit of hate, a spirit of, of, of condemnation, a spirit of shame, a spirit of of, of just whatever could be associated with, with the environments that you're in and the things that you entertain yourself with, right? And so what I would do is, my friend, is to number one, I will go to God and repent. Repent for your sins. Ask for forgiveness. Father, I uh, forgive me for the sins that I've committed X, Y, or Z. Then I want you to renounce. Renounce means to let go. Uh, to renounce, not to renounce. Renounce is, is declaring that the demons no longer have legal right anymore. I renounce through my repentance and due to me uh, uh, warning the Holy Spirit to renew on my mind. I'm renouncing, I'm letting go, uh, disconnecting from any type of legal uh, bar, uh, bonding that I have with any type of demonic spirit. So I renounce. Uh, my connection to the occult. I renounce uh, whatever it is, whatever root sins the Holy Spirit reveals to you. It could be uh, uh, self-hatred. It could be pornography. It could be a lot of different things that could be root things, right? Or or people that you need to forgive, right? And then <clears throat> get into God's word because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So you can now walk in faith and believing that you could be the man that, that you, that uh, to be the man that God wants you to be. And then forgive yourself. Forgive yourself, right? But what you do not want to do is entertain that to the point to where, because demons don't fight fair and demons don't want to pat you on a on a hand. Demons going to try to then lead you from blasphemous thoughts to thoughts of cursing towards your spouse of the people to now being physical. So you have to look at the root. What, what is who am I angry towards? Am I anger? Am I am I angry towards my my father, my mother, my ex? Who are you angry towards? Um, because that's an angry spirit that you're entertaining that's just manifesting, and 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 is on on top version of 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 a uh, 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 what's some things called? Um, not a glacier. What's some things called? Titanic got sunk by iceberg. Yeah. But there's a big layer up under there that really is what's sinking you. People think that the Titanic sunk because of the top part. No, it's sunk because of the unseen. So, yes, you want to deal with these symptomatic issues, but ask the Holy Spirit to show you the root. Hope to help. Crystal Murray says, hey, Josh, I'm married and my husband seems to have checked out mentally and emotionally. We are both Christians. So how do you think I should go about our relationship when there is no connection or willingness, this willingness, this on his end to work things through. The good thing is you can pray things through. Before you, before you're through, pray it through. And what I mean by that is as a woman, as a wife, you have the heavenly father. The, the thing about in, in, as long as there's no infidelity, as long as there's no abuse, you have the opportunity to utilize kindness to heap coals of fire on that gentleman's head. What I would do is I would I would take some time to go talk to the Holy Spirit 
as the Holy Spirit, uh, revealed to me the, the disconnect, the miscommunication, the moment where this relationship began to turn in this direction. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to lead and guide you to all truth. The Holy Spirit knows everything. The Holy Spirit will show you it was on this day, May the 3rd at 2.46 p.m. when this occurred that caused the split. Right. And then the Holy Spirit would then show you what's in your heart to not make to ensure that your heart doesn't become hardened, resentful towards or or not uh, uh, to, to, to try to tap out. Right. And so if your husband's mentally and emotionally checked out, um, what I would do is I would tell Holy Spirit. Can you go before me and make this crooked path straight in regards to a conversation? And what I would do is say, Holy Spirit, create a moment this week. By Sunday, Holy Spirit, a moment where my heart, my husband's heart is softened towards me and that I'm able to have that, that, that there is no demonic interference. There's no hardness of heart. There's no whatever. And then and then say, babe, why is there a mental and emotional disconnect? Right. And, and I bet you the Holy Spirit going to create that by Sunday for you all to have that conversation. And, you know, your relationship through and through. And so. Don't worry about the connection you lack with you and your husband and hang on the connection you have between you and God. And when you pray through, you will begin to see this thing manifest and grow and develop. Don't give up. The enemy wants you to look at uh, uh, the actions of your husband. Now it's time to go to the Holy Spirit for wisdom. Ask the Holy Spirit to direct you in conversation. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you any type of demonic interferences or demonic spirits that are trying to infiltrate your marriage and then war. And then war. I have a book that may help you. Uh, called World War Me. It's a book on spiritual warfare. But in the meantime, what I would do is I will really begin to fight, 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 fight for your marriage. Right. You said, uh, how do you think I should go about our relationship when there's no connection or willingness on his end? Uh, pray. I, I, don't, I don't seen stories and I heard things where uh, um, people give up before they gave God a chance. Give God a chance in your marriage and see that y'all have a second chance at love. Hope to help. God's servant 21 says, hey, coach, what's up, family? How can I let go of the past and the great memories and focus on the future? Great question. Well, you know, we back in the day, we only went to the library for references. We went to the library uh, um, to research. Right. We went to the uh, library to just uh, help with our research papers and to help with what we're going to turn in in the future. Right. Um, the past was meant to be a reference at a residence. Right. Uh, uh, it's never good for us to reside in our past, whether it was great or, or not. Right. Those who reside in the past because it was good, they no longer do anything great today. There are some people still talking about the championship that they won in 1988. Championship they won back in 2003. They're still talking about moments where they held a trophy, but they're losing their families. They're they're losing their focus, right? So you don't want to be so residing in your past, in your great moments, that you're not able to make new great moments, right? Nor do you want to make your past a resonance in a negative way. Some people, they're mistakes. They've they got stakes in, in, in places that's holding them tied with ropes, holding them back from going forward. Yes, you made a mistake, but take that stake out. And, and then keep going on about your business, right? And the reason why you must focus on your future is because your future is by minutes. People keep so keep on thinking that the future is 10 years from now, which that is true. But right now I'm I'm in my present 
And now my this moment that was just right here and what I said is now my past. And now what I'm saying right now is, is my future, right? So I got to continue to be present because the more I'm present, the better my past become and the brighter my future become, <clears throat> right? So yes, you got great memories, but you got, and you don't necessarily let them go, but make sure they don't have a strong hold on you to the point where you're not able to hold the future when it comes. Hope to help my friend. Ashanti says, Hey, coach, why do things feel gloomy after you fully surrendered your life to God? Like there's no clarity. You just, they're in the middle. How do you navigate that? Give me one second. Let's read it again. Hey, coach, why do things feel gloomy after you fully surrender your life to God? Like there's no clarity. You just there in the middle. How do you navigate that? Well, you are in the world, right? And in this world, you in the in the jurisdiction of demonic activity. And demons are not going to make it easy for you and God to just become best of friends, right? Uh, the enemy is going to give you a, a fake gloom, a fake doom to keep you from uh, uh, pursuing the kingdom, right? And and usually this is what happens when you surrender your life to God because they don't like that. They don't want you to surrender to God. Why do you think it's, it's hard to pray? Why do you think we rarely read our Bibles? It's not because it's not a great resource. It's not that we don't want to. It's because the enemy is going to work in, 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 in their greatest strength to make sure that you don't build strength in God. Because they don't want no revival to happen. They don't want your family restored. They don't want your family tree to be uh, refurbished and renewed, right? So what do you do in the middle? In the, What you do in the middle is, number one, you got to be mindful. You have to be mindful of who you are in Christ and where you are in life. You got to be mindful. In order to get to get out of the middle, you got to be mindful and mindful uh, um, that this is a part of warfare. This is a part of life. Next, you have to uh, interact. You have to interact with God. You have to uh, get intimate with God. You have to get to know him in a special way. That's how you get out of the middle. You got to constantly be intentional. You got to be take initiative. You got to be not inactive. You got to get in that in the mix of it so that you can become more strengthened by it, so that you can continue to go beyond that doom and gloom. Next, you got to be demanding. Next, you got to be disciplined. Next, you got to be, say, determined. You got you don't defeat the devil through desire. You defeat the devil through discipline. When in the middle, get in your disciplines. When you find yourself stuck, that's doom and gloom, not only do you have to be mindful, not only do you have to be intentional, next you have to be disciplined and you have to be determined because you can't defeat the devil through desire, right? Next, you got to let the let the love of God love you, man. You got to understand what the love of God is and, and knowing that, that love endures all things and you have to allow love to build that endurance. And sec, last but not least, man, you got to you gotta um, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process because who you become in the process will determine how you hold what's best for you, right? So that's what you do when it's doom and gloom. You got to be mindful. You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to be disciplined and determined. You got to you got to understand that you're a pilgrim passing through. You got to know that God loves you, man, and you got to enjoy the process, man. But this is what comes with it. This is what comes with the process. The devil is not just going to let you and God do big things, right? Because he's not going to let you destroy his kingdom just willy-nilly like that. Falls Glow says, hey, coach, why is waiting on God difficult? I've noticed it has taken years for a few things and it's not easy. The reason why waiting on God is difficult is because the weight of our life is too heavy. All right. Usually the waiting is to get the weight off. Like, like waiting reveals. 
Waiting reveals, the Bible says, count it all joy when you go through various trials, knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces what? Patience. And it says, let patience have its perfect work or its full effect that you may be perfect, complete, and lacking in nothing. The goal, God's goal for you as a believer is for you to be whole, for you to be complete, and for you to lack nothing, to be aware that you lack nothing in him. Completely depend on him. Interdependent, what I mean. Understanding your responsibility and understanding God's responsibility. The reason why waiting is so difficult is because things are being revealed to us. Waiting is difficult because things are coming to the surface. Patience is having its perfect work on you. It is purifying you. It's it's getting things to the surface to get up off of you, right? And so waiting is that difficult. And some things do take years. Some things take years because, because, because that's just the process of life. God, listen, three years that it took to wait for something is far less than the 30 years that you're going to have to deal with it. Like, I, I'm glad I had to wait how many every years to meet my wife. I had to wait that period of time. I had to learn a lot during that period of time. If I endeavored to hold her for 40, 50 years, the waiting period is no is nowhere close to the holding period. And so the more you begin to understand what comes with whatever you're waiting on, what I would do is, my friend, I would get a sheet of paper and write down exactly what you're waiting on God for. What are you waiting on God for? Now, after you done wrote down what you're waiting on God for, weigh the weight of the thing that you're waiting for. How heavy is that marriage that you desire? How heavy is that man you desire? How heavy is that woman you desire? How heavy is the children you want to have? How heavy is that position you want to have? How heavy, what's the weight of that? And then ask yourself, do I match that in weight? Do I match that in weight? Will I balance that thing out? Or am I too heavy for that thing? Meaning, am I too hard-hearted? Am I not light enough? Am I not free enough? So that if I get on this balance thing, I flip that thing over because I'm too heavy for it. I'm, I'm a dead weight to it. I'm not an equal weight of it. I'm fat and heavy. And that thing that I want is lean. It's a lean machine. And I'm fat and I'm and I lack, right? Or you don't weigh enough for it. And when you get that thing, that thing flies you off the scale. Only God knows the right amount of time that's going to make you the right amount of weight to match the thing that you're waiting for. So to give you peace and to give you perspective, do that activity. Because when you do the activity, you'll begin to say, I understand why I must wait. Because some things are God's size. Ask John the Baptist's mom. She had to wait how many years to have her son? Ask Sarah, how many years do you have to wait? Some things you have to wait for because it's God's perfect timing. And some things you have to wait for because you're not God's perfect wait for it. Hope to help. Time for two more. I got to go. Nicole Griffin says, hey, Coach Josh, what's up? How do I heal my heart after being betrayed by someone I truly love? The best way to heal your heart from betrayal is to know who's a present, a present help. Usually betrayal and abandonment and rejection hurts very deeply. It hurts deeply because we have been more rooted in that thing or person that we love more so than God. Don't get me wrong. If you've been betrayed by someone you love, that's going to hurt. But you have to go to your first love. Don't don't root yourself into love, whatever number they're on. Go back to your first love. And then let him love you. Begin to vent. Begin to process. Start journaling. 
Start venting how you feel. Every time you feel whatever about that person, write out, write all your feelings or say your feelings. Sometimes I tell people to write it out because it's therapy and writing, right? And then after you write it, ball the paper and throw it away or rip the paper and throw it in three or four different trash cans so nobody won't put it together with tape or glue. Right. Do that because then you your body, your subconscious, your conscious state, your all your being will be like, OK, we're working towards uh, uh, um, getting over this individual. Secondly, you got to forgive. <clears throat> Forgiveness is not about letting them off the hook. It's getting you off the hook. It's giving you the opportunity to go forward. Right. And then you got to have a, 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 a something to press towards. I tell my students all the time when I point to my books on the shelf, I said two to three or four of those books hold very painful experiences that I had because people think that God will snatch them out of the pain. God will give you something to do with the pain. I told a student today that your pain is your greatest paint. Your pain is your greatest paint. Now, what does that mean? The greatest masterpieces done in life were done by the uh, paint strokes of pain. The best things I ever created in my life came from pain. If you're going to go through pain, gain from the pain. Don't become lame, lame from the pain. Get that paint, whatever color that pain is, what color that wound is, and get in the gym. Get on the keyboard. Get in that, uh, in that, in that book. Get into that song. Get into that business. Channel that pain to gain, right? God will oftentimes, instead of giving you a band-aid, he'll give you a book to write. Instead of giving you a, a bandage, he'll give you he'll give you something to do. And then as you're being productive and that pain becomes fuel, then you'll then you'll be able to duel. You'll be able to fight anything now because you have the fuel, right? And you have to understand people are people, man. People are gonna betray you. People, uh, people suck. <laughs> people suck sometimes. And then now what I would do is is change the way you think. You didn't lose anything. What did you learn from this? Life is about wins and lessons, not wins and losses. Write down in a safe place, whether it's on your phone, where it could be a constant reminder. I want you to write down number one. Uh, uh, what this is it? All I want you to write is this: as what did what did you learn from this betrayal? What are you going to do beyond this betrayal? And what you what I mean by that is is that when you think about uh, what you learn from it then you could earn from it. And when you earn from it, then when another person comes in, you will discern from it. <laughs> you will discern it. So when you learn from it and then you earn from it, then the next time someone try to come in, you will discern better. Your discernment is better because now you're looking at red flags, cues, and you're a little bit more, you, you a little bit more uh, paced. You're not just, you're like, I ain't just going to let anybody in my life anymore. That doesn't mean you allow your heart to become hardened. You just have a hard wall around that soft heart with a gate where the Holy Spirit is the one that determines who comes in and out of your heart like that. So I hope they help, my friend. Got to go. I love you all. Thomas Reese says, blessing coach Josh and everyone. Speak Holy Ghost, disciple Thomas. Thank you for watching, my brother. Good to see you, family. God bless you too, Gerda Fittis. God bless you too. So I hope y'all was blessed by this. Uh, thank you so much, Monique. Thank y'all for thumbs up. Thank y'all for sharing. Thank y'all for supporting. I better go, y'all. I mean, I had a long day. Um, but make sure you hit that notification bell. Also, if you want one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm coaching again. Fall and winter. Uh, my link should be in the description box below or the link. You can just go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. 
If you want one-on-one -on -one coach with me, let me know what your budget is, what your best budget is, and I'll see what time I have available. If you need a relationship coaching, spiritual coaching, singleness coaching, purpose coaching, branding and marketing coaching, youth coaching, whatever it is, let me know on my website at imunplugged.com forward slash custom coaching. I look forward to serving you all. Also, check out my latest book, The Wholeness Journal. It's a great resource for you to really process. Um, are you able to hold the precious things of life? Um, great book, over 120 reflective questions, 25 articles, as well as 52 journal entries for you to uh, hold yourself accountable when it comes to wholeness. Check out those resources now. Um, also got a card game. The first one who spell whole wins is a fun card game to discuss wholeness and the, and to um, do activities around wholeness. Great resource there. All that is available on my website, imunplugged.com. Also, other books like The Purpose of Singleness, Are You Whole or Full of Holes, a great book for singles to really uh, uh, help you maximize singleness. Um, the Dating Prep is a book to help you date God, date yourself and become dateable so you can date the love of your life forever. It also has tons of questions, over 300 questions or so to help you either end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. I also got a book on soul ties, The Purpose of Freedom. How to Untie Soul Ties, Uproot Strongholds, great book there. Like that bird in that cage, that door has been opened, but that bird must fly into freedom. God has set you free a long time ago on the cross, but you have to fly in that freedom, right? Got a book on discernment. If you're unsure about the job, unsure about the man, unsure about the woman, unsure about the plan, unsure about the friend, no matter who you're unsure about, this book right here is a great resource to help you understand what it means to discern and to be able to recognize how God confirms. Great book right here. Also got a children's book called As He Says. If you got a young person that just need to know their art form, great book there. And as well as my spiritual warfare book, World War Me, How to Win the War Within. Also, we have merch. All that stuff's available on my website, imunplugged.com. Thank you all for watching. I think I saw a person say, uh, Natalie says, how do you know the, oh, I thought you talking about the book. How you know the one? When you know the one, capital O. When you know the one of God and you trust him and you're content in him, the one will be clear. But, but if you start looking for the one, but you're not friend with the one, then you will never be able to be mature to discern who the one is. Love you. I got to go. Hope you was blessed by that. I'll be back again probably tomorrow to doing a live Q&A. So make sure you hit that notification bell, man, so you'll know when I'm going live. I love you all. Y'all be blessed. Peace.